Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor. The Manny Rodriguez, <laughs> Manny Rodriguez to, to speak poppy. Man, I can't speak this morning. <laughs> Manny, it was Manny Rodriguez. Ramirez, yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> the tugs, we're leaving this. This is the best intro. The whole tugs is. I, I just swung for the fences and missed. If, if we had a cold open, this would be the cold opener. <laughs> this is our cold open. Like, play the play the music. Play the music. Yeah, yeah, Gives really. you sports betting tips. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my tongue twisted friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. Today is Monday, April twenty fifth. 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, and I analyze weather data in order to come up with some plays on totals. I'll make one pick and one pick only on every game played, usually Monday through Saturday. Tried it yesterday with Sunday, and, and that, didn't, that didn't go well. It doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you information as to what I like the most or where my head is for each matchup. As I go through the plays, remember there are no locks in gambling, so what I'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling your wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, I tweeted about this. I had some awful one-run game luck lately, and that is just – it's been a – and I talked, I talked with Cousin Jared about this. I don't know if, if you and I talked about this, but it seems like every like three days is like three awesome days and then three bad days and then three awesome days and then three bad days. It's, it's been the most roller coaster two and a half weeks. Uh, baseball last year, it, it, there was some ups and downs, but they were much longer. This has just been some whiplash for me. Like, yeah, that, it's been it's been wild to watch, just going back and forth, up and down. Like, yeah, you know. In general, it, it, the high shouldn't be quite as high as this, and the low shouldn't be quite as low. We'll see. Hopefully, this doesn't keep up all year. Hopefully, it levels out a little bit more, uh, and and we could just avoid some of that back and forth. Um, I, I tried the Sunday picks yesterday because uh, the baseball game that I planned was in the evening, and uh, so I had some, had some time Sunday morning. Apparently, I should have just slept in. Uh, although, again, I, I you know I, I tweeted this cousin Jared said he uh, made some money yesterday and that's verified on his bet stamp profile so whatever i said he figured it out like i said so just a shout out to cousin jared if y'all want you can follow him on bet stamp at cousin jared he locks in things based off what i say he 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 tracks the model knows the models fairly well has a little bit different of an angle than i do so he was able to make some money off of yesterday i wasn't uh had some good picks yesterday had some bad had some bad picks had some bad luck sean manea yeah just getting destroyed by the dodgers was surprising I, it's always tough uh, when you play an offense like the Dodgers, but man, I had looked so good. Man, uh, that offense—you make one mistake and then it just compounds and compounds. And there's there's no breaks. Yeah, yeah, it's like you can't blindly back the Dodgers at the prices that they're being offered at for the most part. In general, that's probably going to be a losing strategy. And so at some points, you're like, well, there's times when it makes sense to fade them, but it it's like a hard. It's like hard to stomach fading that Dodgers offense. I feel like uh, it's 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 almost like uh, in the NFL they always talk about you know value being on teams like the Jets or whatever. And it's like man, that's tough. Like there might be, but it's hard to do. It's hard to watch. It's like, yeah, it's 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 scary. It is really scary what they're throwing out there every day, especially yeah. with, with some of the pitchers they've got going too. It, like there's no. Uh, Right, right. Their their weak pitchers would be you know number threes on any other staff, right? Number twos on any other staff, right? It's yeah. it's that team's incredible. Uh, well, before we get to today's slate, some reminders. But please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way to ensure that you don't miss any 
of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit us up on Twitter or drop a comment from YouTube. We love those and we'll try to respond to as many as we can. 6-10 Eastern, first pitch, Giants at the Brewers. The Brewers in that interesting spot I've talked about a few times here on Mondays where the lone team playing on Sunday Night Baseball, traveling the next day. The Phillies do play, but they get to stay at home. And that sometimes has an effect on teams, um, especially if it's earlier in the day. This one's, you know, a five, five o'clock local start. So a little earlier, not a ton. Um, so something to keep an eye on there. Not as bad a travel as we've seen in some situations. But um, we sometimes see this have an effect on teams because the other teams already there the night before got a good night's rest. And so the Giants might have a little bit of an edge there. Initially, this was supposed to be Carlos Rodon versus Corbin Burns, and that would have been a fantastic pitching matchup. Instead, it's Sammy Long getting the start. Uh, the Giants, though, seem to know how to run these bullpen games, though. They again, they, they did it all, a lot last year, and it worked out really well for them. The model says the Brewers should be a minus 179 favorite, and right now I'm seeing this number creep out into the minus 190s or even the minus 200. So that's way too high of a price for me on the Brewers. And on top of that, if there is any of those travel issues, um, the fact that they didn't get a full night's rest or something the Giants did, affecting them a little sluggish start. Brewers is not the side I want to back at these prices. I still think the Brewers win this game 64% of the time, but that price is just way too steep. You could look Giants at huge plus odds if you like that. I don't think that's a bad angle. Um, instead, I'm going to go under seven with a B pick even money. I talked about it yesterday. The Brewers have been an under team. Most of this season with Burns pitching, the Giants knowing how to run bullpen games, I don't see that changing. Um, it's a, only a B pick for me because seven's just a low number. It, it's it's just I feel like anytime you get too confident with numbers, these real these these small numbers, you just can't be that confident, right? So I like it. I think under's the right side. I just I can't give it an A grade being that low of a number. Though I kind of see this game of playing out a lot like Sunday Night Baseball, and then I think it's going to be good pitching and just not a lot of hitting. Uh, Jake, what do you think on this one? Yeah, I'm I'm not recommending a play here. If if anything, it would be the under, but I just don't like seven. Seven's yeah. real short for me. Yep. Um, but, I mean, Corbin Burns, great pitcher. Like you said, Giants are know how to run these bullpen games, and neither offense is, uh, like, super, super-duper kind of thing where they're just going to blow people out all the time. It's, so it's more of a defensive-type game, and I, I just I don't like seven, so I'm not going to play this one. Yep. Yep. Like I said, that's, uh, it's always, it's always hesitation for me when you see that seven, it's like, I tried it yesterday with Kershaw and Mania and that did not work out really well. So hopefully this one goes a little bit better with a number like seven. So be picked for me on the under Jake is passing on that one. Uh, Six forty-five Eastern first pitch Rockies at the Phillies, Kyle Freeland versus Kyle Gibson. Another battle of the Kyles here. Weather, it'll be about 60 degrees, low sixties to start upper fifties to finish. Slight breeze out, out across to left field, um, but the temperatures being that cold, I think it's going to be more of a factor than the wind. Um, Kyle Freeland, a pitcher I've talked about before, I think he's a pretty solid pitcher uh, for the Rockies. Kyle Gibson for the Phillies, looking good so far this year, looking more like the pitcher he was back in 18 and 19 than the pitcher he was the last couple of years. Last couple of years, not as good. Last year, he had a good year results-wise, but the underlying metrics weren't good. This year, it's only three starts, but the underlying metrics are also good. Um, so I'm going under 8.5 on this one, even money with an A play. I said it 
all weekend. I don't trust these Rockies bats on the road. They did put up six yesterday, but they scored nine runs in three games at Detroit. And I kind of see the same thing happening here. I think they can get three-ish runs a game, but I don't think they're going to get more than that. I don't. I think they're a much better team offensively at home than on the road. I think the Rockies money line could offer some value. It's hard to know how much though. Again, the Rockies one of the rare teams with an extreme home road split. The model thinks the Phillies should only be minus 155. I'm seeing plus 175 for the Rockies. So if you wanted to throw some money on the Rockies on the plus odds, I don't think that's a bad look. It's not one that I think wins. It's just in the long run, I think that's going to provide value. I just think the unders a much better play here. I've got a pick on this under eight and a half. I love that it's even money. I think these two pitchers are solid. I like what I've seen from Gibson this year. I was skeptical at the start of the season. He's looked good. And again, I love the 60-degree weather. If there aren't runs early, and I think these pitchers can do well to start off with, the weather's going to get harder and harder for the bats to score, making it easier on these bullpens. I see a low-scoring game here, Jake. I'm going under 8.5 A pick. What do you got for us? Yeah, I'm with you. I like the under here. Uh, Gibson's having a really good year and had a fairly good game last time he played the Rockies, which was his last time out. And you're right. The Rockies bats, I, I think we saw something crazy happen at the beginning of the year, and I don't think they repeat that where, where they keep that going, like C.J. Crone just mashing the ball everywhere. I, I don't think that happens anymore. And I, I think the under is a really safe place to play because the Phillies offense isn't that exciting either. So especially at eight and a half, like, I, I really like it at even money. Yeah, I'm with you. It's tough to distinguish between these numbers, but I mean, this to me with these pitches in this weather should be eight. And if it was seven and a half, I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. I don't think they would ever set the line at seven and a half, but me just looking at the weather, if it was seven and a half with these pitches in this weather, I'd be like, sure, that makes sense. And I wouldn't touch it because I wouldn't know what to do with it. So I think eight's a good number, eight and a half. I'm like, this is great number. I don't understand why it's so high. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. I mean, Freeland's ERA is a little deceiving right now, but uh, he's a better pitcher than what he's shown. But I think it should be a really good matchup between both Kyles. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, 707 Eastern first pitch, Red Sox at the Blue Jays, Nathan Eovaldi versus Jose Barrios. Two pitchers that my numbers um, like a lot. Both of them are pretty good pitchers. Uh, of course, this one, a little bit of mystery as of now as to who's out for the Red Sox. Uh, we know Tanner Houck is one of them. That won't affect this game. It doesn't sound like any of the position players, any of the key bullpen guys for the Red Sox are out, but we really don't know at this point who might be ineligible to play for this one. So we'll know more about that tomorrow. I'm not treating it as anybody of impact, but it could be an extra bullpen arm or two. It sounds like maybe a bench player. So we just we just really don't know. Um, at this time, the model thinks the Blue Jays should be a minus 139 favorite. Again, if there is anybody extra out, that would make the Blue Jays, in my mind, should be an even bigger favorite. Um, I'm just trusting the model on this one. I'm taking Blue Jays minus 127 with a B pick. The model thinks there's uh, over a dime of value in this one. So I'm going to trust the model. B pick on the Blue Jays. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I love I love the Blue Jays. I love Barrios. Uh, he's a great pitcher. Uh, that was a great pickup when they picked him up a few years ago. Um, that offense can be very scary. With Vlad can just go off and go for four like four home runs every time he feels like it. It seems, and I just I don't really don't trust Boston's offense to be able to keep up. Ivaldi's good, but he can also get blown up real quick. So I just I, I really like I really trust the Blue Jays here, especially at home, and then especially if anybody. Just doesn't get to play because of uh, Canada's vaccinated vaccination rules. Like that, that could really swing things. 
Yep, absolutely, absolutely. 7.45 Eastern first pitch, Mets at the Cardinals, Matt Scherzer versus Miles Michaelis. Cold night in St. Louis. We're going to start off in the mid-50s, going to close around 50 degrees. Winds blowing across, no real wind effect there. Model thinks the Mets should only be a minus 126 favorite. So if you wanted to look the Cardinals, I'm seeing prices in the 130s right now. That's not a bad look. It's always scary to fade Scherzer, of course. So instead, I'll go under. It's like we talked about earlier. It's seven. I don't love that number. And it's minus 120. So I don't love the juice either. B pick for me. I'm trusting this. After yesterday, I'm a little bit scared of the sevens, right? We talked about this earlier. But I'm trusting this one as a weather. As both pitchers are good. I have Michaelis as an above average pitcher, almost a full standard deviation above average. Scherzer obviously is a fantastic pitcher, about two standard deviations above average. So uh, both pitchers, uh, one pitcher very good, one pitcher elite. Also just the weather though. So this is a situation where, I, again, I don't like the seven, but I mean, it, the ball just does not fly with 50 degree temperatures. And so I think this is a great spot for us. You know, most of the unders, that I've done well on have been either involving the Diamondbacks, right? Because Jared, I talked about the Diamondbacks change pitching wise, uh, or the weather situations. This is a great weather spot. So under seven, I wish I was getting seven and a half if I had to lay this juice, or I wish if I had the seven, I didn't have to lay the juice. So can't make it an A play, only a B play. But I think this is the right spot with these pitchers, the right spot with this weather to go under. Jake, what's your opinion? Yeah, I'm leaning with you. Uh, it's it's really hard to take anything uh, over wise with Scherzer on the mound. Like that's and especially the Mets offense hasn't been very exciting at all this year. They've had a couple games where they've really run it up, but other than that, it's been very abysmal. But I I just and Nicholas has been really impressed me. I I had very low expectations for him coming in the year, and he's come out and really really shown off. Uh, I just I think this is going to be a really good pitching duel. Uh, please watch it at home. It sounds like it's going to be an absolutely miserable game to be at. <laughs> uh, being in the fifties and then no offense, nothing exciting happening. It's going to be rough, rough go. So I recommend staying at home and watching this one because it'll be a lot more comfortable. Yeah, especially you know you you're still up in Indianapolis. Uh, yeah. Me being in Texas, fifty degrees. I'm like that is not baseball weather. <laughs> Obviously, people are playing in that sort of stuff, and even worse here to start the season. Sometimes April baseball is rough to, to watch as a fan on these outdoor yeah. stadiums. It's like, I don't want to be outside in 50 degree weather, you know, without the 50 degrees in the sun, no wind, maybe, maybe, but like sun going down 50 degrees, I don't want that, you know? Yeah, the minor league team here runs a special where it's like if it's under 60 at first pitch, you get the next game free. <laughs> right, exactly. That makes a lot of sense, right? Because it's like no one wants to be outside for that. You know, the players got to deal with it. But, uh, yeah, we, we don't. We get the choice. We don't have to, right? <laughs> yeah, we have to pay money to go. They, they exactly. Exactly, exactly. 805 Eastern first pitch, Astros at the Rangers. Frumper Valdez versus Dane Dunning. Frumper has had one really good start this year has had one really bad start this year. And has one start where he labored and got through it. But, I mean, because of Jared, I talked about this from the start, Fromber is just all over the place. When he's on, he is fantastic. And when he's off, he is scary. Uh, somehow my numbers have Dane Dunning better than Fromber. We've talked about this before with Dunning. I just don't see it with him. But here's what I will say about the Rangers. They allowed, I believe, like, I don't know, it was like four runs or something to Oakland all series. Their pitching staff had come into that series – just awful and all of a sudden looks at least competent again the Astros bats are 
really struggling yesterday's offensive output aside. The model says Astros minus 127. And so right now that would offer no value for either side. It's a tough one for me to look at on the sides because I think the Astros are the better team, but right now the way their bats are going doesn't excite me. It's all going to be about Fromber. If good Fromber shows up, I think the Astros win this one. If bad Fromber shows up, it's to the bullpen, and then I don't know what's going to happen. I'm staying away from the sides. I'm going under. I'm going under eight. I know the Astros went over yesterday, but it was an under game on Friday, and it was an under game on Saturday. The Rangers have mostly been playing under games as well. Their bats not really looking good. I'm only giving it a C pick just because I don't really trust either starter in this game. And depending on who pitches in the bullpen, things could get ugly. So only a C pick, only a lean on the under eight. It is about even money right now. I'd rather have under eight and a half. So that way, if it lands on eight, we get the win rather than the push. So I don't really love it. I'll just go with a lean under eight. Jake, what's your opinion? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually taking the Astros here. I, I think I think they've got enough to get it done. And I really don't like Dane Dunning. He is he's made it five innings once this year, and it's not and he's just not going well. It's progressively getting worse. Um, that Mariners game, he struggled so bad. He was walk, walking. It seemed like he was walking every other batter, and he gave up six hits. The fact that he only got away with three runs was uh, just crazy to me. It should have been a lot more. And so I think the Astros will get to him, and either that or the the bullpen has to go long and that doesn't spell good things for the Rangers. Um, and I hope it's a good framber shows up, but I, I just want medium framber. Like, right. Give me medium. Even, yeah. Even average framber is probably okay for the Astros in this one. Yeah. And I think that's enough to get it done. Um, I mean, the under is probably right, but I, I would not like to play the <laughs> the total because I don't trust either starter fully to get, keep me under the eight. Um, but so I go Astros. I think they get this one done. Yep, yep. And and you make a good point with the Rangers' bullpen. Entering this last series, I would have said for sure, if the Rangers' bullpen's probably involved, like, take the other team, take the over, right? But I, I don't I don't know. It's, it's tough early in the season, right? We're at that point where it's like we're seeing some stuff and we're like, how much of this is real? How much of the last couple of weeks is, or last couple of games is real versus the first part? And so uh, trying to synthesize all that is very difficult. But I'd like you. I don't really like Dunning at all. So um, that's, why, that's why my under's only a lean, just because I'm very nervous with him being involved. Um, what I did notice last year is that, it, you know, I kind of treat the domes as all the same, but that's not obviously the case. Uh, but uh, Globe Life Park, Globe Life Field, whatever, which one they're calling the, you know, the one that looks like a Home Depot now, right, versus the, the ballpark in Arlington, which is Globe Life, whatever the other one is. Yeah, the naming situation here got crazy. Uh, but it definitely played more like a pitcher's park. Um, especially than the previous one. The previous park, uh, based off some weird things they had done with concession scenes and opening stuff up, there's like this wind tunnel that just like shot balls out like a cannon. <laughs> and uh, the new one does not have that and actually played more like a pitcher's park than a header's park. So that's why I'm leaning under, but I'm not really confident based off of kind of like you said, all, all those reasons. Uh, so I'm on the under, just a lean under eight. Jake is on the Astros minus 133. As an Astros fan, of course, I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> 938. Eastern first pitch, Guardians at the Angels. Shane Bieber versus Michael Lorenzen. Kind of a starting pitcher mismatch here uh, for the Guardians in their favor. Weather uh, close to 80 degrees to start with a slight breeze out. Uh, about 70 degrees finishing, so a nice night as a fan. No real bump to bats or arms weather-wise, so kind of a neutral environment there. 
The model thinks the Guardian should be a minus 107 favorite, so I locked in the Angels plus 109. I locked that in as a C pick. I assume this number is going to move towards Anaheim because that's tending to be the way the world goes. Money's been more coming in on Anaheim this year. The Angels are above 500. I don't know what to make of that. They did get to play the Orioles a few times, but they lost two of those games, so I don't know what to make of this team whatsoever. Lorenzen, not bad. Obviously, no Shane Bieber. Uh, this is just trusting the model because obviously if you just look at starting pitchers, Bieber's the guy you want to back. Just a C pick for me on the Angels. The model says there's value. I don't know. I don't know what to make of either one of these teams. So I'll trust it, but I'm not trusting it a ton. If that makes sense. Jake, what is your take on this one? Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to make of this one. I, I don't understand who the Angels are or what the Angels are right now. They've got they've got the more flashy names, but it seems like they're the worst team. But I mean, Bieber's incredible, so if I did anything, I would lean the Guardians, but I don't want to make a play on this. I don't trust anything that's happening here. Um, Cleveland's offense can disappear. Like Jose Ramirez can just decide he didn't want to play that game, I guess, and not not swing the bat. And, like, Trout can obviously take over a game whenever, so I just – I don't like this game. I just – it scares me at all angles. Yeah, I think one – I think I had the under Saturday in Baltimore, Anaheim, and – I think it. I had under eight and a half. I think there were nine runs and Trout hit two solo home runs. I'm like, if Trout could just hit one solo home run, there you go. A, there you go. The fact he hit two, you know, yeah, yeah. it's a, you never really know what that guy's going to do. Obviously, uh, this is an interesting one, especially an interesting one for me as someone who builds the model because the way the lines move, I can have a winning night and people can have a losing night, or I can have a losing night, and people can have a winning night. Just if you're just trusting the model, and that makes it almost impossible or frustrating as my from from my standpoint because i'm saying angels plus 109 and i'm taking it specifically because i think there's value at that number given the model thinks that the guardians should only be minus 107 but if there's money that moves out towards anaheim throughout the day which has happened more times than not with their games then you know let's say this line closes you know, angels are minus 110 and the guardians are even money. Like hypothetically, let's say we end up in that world, then the model would say, take the guardians at even money because they should be valued. So now I've got half the people out there looking at the model, listening to us on the guardians and half on the angels. I'm like, well, half of you are going to win and half of you are going to lose. Right. <laughs> and, and it's so, it's so tough with baseball, right? Football's a little bit different football. There's fewer games. Right. And so it's like, just not to say there's not value in the number. There's absolutely value in the number. But the numbers don't shift so much where it swings who you should be on 90 some odd percent of the time around baseball. That happens a lot. So football, it's kind of like you're on this or basketball, right? Same sort of thing. You're kind of on the right side and like maybe you win or lose a couple on the fringes from the point or two. And that's valuable. That can swing you from negative to profitable. So always try to get the best number, always shop around for sure. But it's not going to change which side you're on a ton. Whereas in Baseball, I, I swear it happens so many times where the number moves enough where if you're just looking at the model earlier in the day versus later in the day, you're on a different side. And I'm like, I don't know, half people are going to be happy and half of them are going to be sad. And I just, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that balance is out in the long run and everyone's getting good value. And so it's slow and steady profits, but <laughs> it makes it tough on games, especially like this, where I feel like Anaheim's got value now, but that's probably going to disappear as the day goes along. That's the way it's been happening so far this season. Yeah, yeah. Typically, with the big movements in like your college or football, or basketball, you've got some breaking news or something, right? Like mm -hmm. there, there's a reason for it other than 
people decided they liked the, the angels like or whatever and it slowly moves the juice around right uh, or like what we've seen with miami where miami this yeah. year's had a ton of games that's moved 20 30 cents towards them as the game, days yeah. gone on it's like it could totally affect who you're playing and in the long run if you're taking the good value you're looking for arbitrage situations whatever it may be it's going to work out but it's not going to work out on, on any given night you're still going to win or lose yeah. <laughs> you know that that one game it's 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 tougher to take that long-term view yeah uh, with that. Uh, last game of the night here, 940 Eastern, first pitch Dodgers, the Diamondbacks, Walker Bueller versus Merrill Kelly. Uh, shockingly, my number has Walker Bueller as only slightly above average. That just surprises me just from my gut feel. I feel like he's better than that. Yeah, he's had a rough year going yeah. uh, so far. Like, I, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if it's just he needed that spring training more or what, but it's not been the typical Walker Bueller so far. Yeah. Yeah. Merrill Kelly, a pitcher I've said before on here i really like merrill kelly he's one of the better pitchers that you might not know about um hopefully by now you do hopefully heard me talking about how 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 good i think he is and how good i think he's relative to the market i don't think he's i don't think he's a top five pitcher in baseball but i think he's being priced as if he's a mediocre pitcher and i think he's very good so tons of value on merrill kelly so far this season i think that's still true today the question is, are you bold enough to take the Diamondbacks with huge plus odds, fade a Walker Bueller who hasn't looked as good this year, or are you going to stick with the under? I think those are the only two real ways to look at this one. The model says Dodgers minus 179 is the number, and I'm seeing Diamondbacks plus 179. So we're at the point where there might be some value in the Diamondbacks. I kind of think this line's going to move out towards the Dodgers just because the whatever LA type bias seems to exist. People don't think the Diamondbacks are for real. Um, again, I don't think people are realizing how good Merrill Kelly is. So if this number continues to eke out and you get Diamondbacks plus 180 into the plus 190s, there's some value there. Again, it's always tough, and you have to figure out what type of player you want to be. If you're going to take those dogs, you can't just do it one night. You have to be consistent. Don't take all the dogs, right? But if you're going to be a player who takes this, you can't just one day take a couple dogs because they might both lose. It has to be a consistent spotting a two or three every night and trying to get down on those. Um, and if that's the type of player you are, I think the Diamondbacks are a good option to look. If that's not something you're consistently wanting to do, you can go the way I'm going to go, which is under eight and a half. Right now it's minus 106, and it's an A pick for me. The Diamondbacks offense, as we talked about, a little bit better, still not great. Merrill Kelly, I think, has a ton of value. I think this is a low-scoring game. I, I, I don't think the Dodgers score 10 runs again like they did yesterday, as good as they are. I think Merrill Kelly can hold them down. Bueller, um, I still think is a good pitcher, and I still think good enough to hold the Diamondbacks' um, offense in check. The Diamondbacks, as they've scored, most of these runs have been against pitchers who I have below average. Uh, even though my numbers aren't high on Bueller, I still have them as above average. And so I think he's still one of the better pitchers the Diamondbacks will have to face in this recent run of offensive competence. And so I think it's very possible we go back to seeing the Diamondbacks and their old ways of not being able to hit the ball, not being able to score a run. So under eight and a half, a pick for me. Jake, what you got for us? Yeah, I'm playing the under here. I love Merrill Kelly, and I think Walker Buehler is going to find it at some point and just be back to what we know. And this is the team to find it against, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and our uh, our fantasy league that we have, the little dynasty league, I've had Merrill Kelly every year, and this is the year I've been waiting on. I've, I've loved him for a while, and he's been absolutely uh, amazing so far. Uh uh, and you're right. I don't think the Dodgers put up a huge number back-to-back nights. Uh, I, 
man, I, I kind of I want to take the Diamondbacks. I haven't got bold enough to do it yet. But right now I'm playing the under. Maybe later in the day if that, those odds move a little higher, I might sprinkle a little bit on it just on the off chance there. <laughs> they figure out how to hit Walker Buehler because the Dodgers bullpen really isn't that incredible strong. So which is surprising. They have yeah. got some guys who, but yeah, they they haven't they haven't impressed me. Gratterall's given up some runs a few times. Um, Trinan is hurt. Yeah, now uh, they don't have Jensen anymore. No Jensen Braves. It's so it's. I don't know if you can maybe get some luck and get a couple runs, or just make Walker Buehler throw a lot of pitches, not even yeah. get runs, and. Maybe get to that. Maybe Arizona can pull it out. But um, I, I think this is a low scoring game, and so I'm going. I'm playing the under right now. May may add the money, Diamondbacks money on later on in the day. And and I think kind of what you said makes sense too with the Diamondbacks. If it is a low scoring game, it's more toss up. You know, high scoring game is more of a the better team's probably going to win if lots of teams are scoring because you expect the better team to score more from the other team. If it's a low scoring game, it's kind of one of those like one home run can change it. And, who, and and you're still more likely for the Dodgers to hit the home run, but the higher variability, I'd rather have those plus odds oh, yeah. in that game because I don't want to lay big odds in a like, oh my gosh, anything can happen type game. So I'm like, yeah, I think the Diamondbacks have some value, but yeah, it's it's, it's scary to do. Um, I'm, I'm hoping if you do that, those odds get, get a little bit higher. Um, but I'm like, I'm like, I kind of, I want to, but yeah. I'm like, you know, I think the under is just the safer play. So I, and I, and I love this under, I love under eight and a half. Yeah. All right. So Yep, so recap for me on the Apex. Rockies at Phillies under eight and a half at even money, and Dodgers and Dimebacks under eight and a half, minus 106. Jake, any party words? No, just that we're an anti-runs podcast, it seems like. We don't want anybody to have offense ever. Hey, I had one A overpick, and that <laughs> and that works. So that we just got to retire the A overpick. Yeah. So, no, yeah. we'll get some overpicks in the summer when it warms up, but just not now. For for April, maybe a little bit in the May. We'll, yeah, we're going we're gonna to be boring baseball podcast here. <laughs> all right, well, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model projections, picks, and results. You can find that link at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content provided on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.